Hi, this is Bob Bergen, and you're listening to E to the E to the E to the TV Confidential, folks. Thundar, the Barbarian. You mentioned you have a classic cartoon show from the 80s. Yes, uh, this is called Thundar the Barbarian. And what's cool is at the very beginning of the show, over the theme song, you hear the great Dick Toothfeld telling you all about Thundar. And if you've never heard of the show, all you have to do is watch the theme song, and absolutely everything is explained by Dick Tufeld, voice of the Lost in Space robot and all those Disney movies. Yeah, basically, it is, if you've seen Planet of the Apes, I don't want to give away the ending, but this is like Planet of the Apes without the apes. This is a dystopian future of, of the world, where technology has been blighted and there has been a cataclysmic natural phenomenon. Not it wasn't it wasn't people that that, that did this. It was sort of a uh, something else. That, well, I don't want to give it away, but there something else happened. You know, it, they made they softened it a little bit to not scare kids. But this thing happened, and the whole world is like is like a, a scorched landscaped and now thundar and his little team have to go around and save people thundar is the impulsive hero but then he has ariel who is the voice of reason and she's also there to explain what these these primitive civilizations were like when they go to new york city this used to be a theater where people went to see things called movies this is las vegas people would go there and they would spin a wheel and they would they would do these things, you know, and she also would tell Thundar to step back and not be so impulsive. And so they were sort of a balance of sanity and, and impulse. So it was a cool idea for a show, and it was a very successful show. It came from Ruby Spears' production. So Joe Ruby and Ken Spears started out as film editors at Hanna-Barbera. They go all the way back to the Flintstones, and they became story people and were very, very successful and rose up in the ranks so successful that they were really in some ways they are credited with the creation of scooby-doo they were the writers assigned to it who uh were instrumental in the, de the development of scooby-doo with oversaw by joe barbera who was in charge of all the brainstorming with fred silverman who was very hands-on with creating scooby-doo so joe ruby and ken spears eventually were so successful, they worked on live-action shows like the Planet of the Apes show, and ABC eventually hired them as consultants. They worked for, uh, they helped create shows for all different companies, including Sid and Marty Croft and, and other ones. So what you saw after a while that you never saw on cartoons is created by Joe Ruby and Ken Spears. You would see it on like Dynamite and things like that because they were they were very prolific. And eventually... Uh, with the help of Filmways, they started their own company. Their first series was called Fang Face, which I wish they would put on uh, Blu-ray or DVD. Uh, this just came afterwards. And this was an answer to, it wasn't just an action show, it was a science fiction fantasy show. And it was very, very, very popular. According to them, the show would have lasted more than two seasons, except that Gary Marshall exercised a lot of influence on ABC and wanted to get uh, animated versions of Happy Days and Laverne Shirley on the air, and there was no room on the schedule for it anymore. I mean, that's, that's what they said. 
But it had a healthy two-year run and it had a very lo loyal following. It also has a great voice cast because they came from the Hanna-Barbera world, so they used a lot of the same voice actors. And then through a bizarre twist of corporate intertwining, because they were bought by Filmways, then they were bought by Great American, I believe, which Hanna-Barbera bought, they actually became part of the same company that owned Hanna-Barbera. So they were sort of sister companies, but not the same company, to the point where it was so confusing that when Warner initially released Thundar on DVD, they put Hanna-Barbera's name on it, even though they really didn't make it. Because they, you know, there was such confusion about it. It was really Ruby Spears that made it. Ruby Spears also made Alvin and the Chipmunks for the first several of its seasons and a lot of other series as well. Uh, Rubik the Amazing Cube, they made that too. So, and an excellent uh, version of Superman that is available as well. So they have a very good history. They're just not very well represented yet. I'm hoping more of their stuff comes up. But Thunder is a terrific show. And looks great on uh, Blu-ray, um, and it's I'm gr I'm grateful that it's out and that it's on. It's a great follow-up, and it makes a great companion to a show like Space Ghost that kind of started it all. Oh, and I also want to mention that the people involved in it, I mean, are some of the great names in uh, in animation. Uh, I, I mentioned earlier Alex Toth; he did designs on it. Um, then you had one of the most famous names in all history when it comes to uh, comes to design and illustration, Jack Kirby. Um, Jack Kirby From is the comic the book world. Yes. He is a Disney legend now. He shares being a Disney legend, rightfully so, with Stan Lee because he deserves as much credit as Stan Lee for many of the creations um, of Marvel, including like the Fantastic Four and several of the other greatest uh, characters ever um, that Marvel came out for. Uh, he, he would, and he would do the illustrations and leave the, and, and which pretty much told the story and Stan Lee would fill in the story, uh, many say. So uh, Jack Kirby's contributions are massive to the creation of those characters, even though there was a time when Jack Kirby was not recognized as he should have been. It was a great, even though he had already passed, it was a great thrill for his family, for his name to be put back on the films, and also for him to be equally given a Disney Legend Award posthumously because he deserves... See, he wasn't a staff. He wasn't on staff at Marvel. He was a freelancer. So he didn't get quite as many of the fruits of his labor. He was brought onto the show uh, um, because of uh, a close friend of his, Mark Evanier, who we know. So he was involved with it as well. And one other person I want to mention. Well, I want to mention Henry Corden was Ukiya the Mock, which was one of the uh, one of his sidekicks. And every time I hear them say Ukiya, I think of Kukla. I think he wanted to say Fran and Ollie. Oh, Jerry Eisenberg was one of the producers. Jerry Eisenberg was at Hanna-Barbera for many, many, many years, like a lot of the artists that went to Ruby Spears. He was also a character designer for this show. Jerry Eisenberg was re responsible for uh, a lot of what you saw in the action shows and in the comedy shows. He designed a lot of the vehicles for the Wacky Races. 
among many, many other things, worked on some of the greatest uh, cartoons that we've seen on television and in film. And he was involved in Thundar, too. So this is a who's who that made this show, and that alone makes it worth seeing. Thundar the Barbarian, available on Blu-ray through our friends at Warner Archive. You can read Greg Arabar, cartoonresearch.com. Paul Dooley will join us when we come back. Then we'll play part two of our conversation with Lee Purcell. All that more when we come back for hour number two of TV Confidential. Stay with us. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.